0: Hello, welcome to the Venice and Friends podcast. It's great to see you today. Even though I know know I'm not seeing you, but you get what I'm saying. It's great to be with you today. So I have an invitation for you, okay? If you experience overwhelm of any sort, I am teaching an online course and I'm inviting you to join me. I'm very passionate about this conversation. I am someone who for literally 40 years of my life lived in overwhelm and it was just so normal for me that when I started to dismantle it, it felt weird because normal for me was feeling overwhelmed and I've done the work, I've coached people around this area and I am very um, honored and privileged and excited to offer this course to you. I have the link in the notes. I want to see you there. Okay, I'm just going to be really honest with you. I believe that you have only one life and you deserve to live in peace and joy. And in this course, I very meticulously put it together to give you access to dismantle overwhelm in your life because you only have one life. There is no do-over. And if you don't deal with this, it's not going to get better. So jump into that course, my friend. Okay, it's online, and it's a little bit less than two hours, and I promise it's going to be really powerful. So today, we're going to actually talk about, um, and I want to share with you seven habits for less stress. Now, I have to say these are some simple habits and if you're overwhelmed, you got to do a little bit more digging. I wouldn't say digging. You just got to like get a simple strategy to dismantle it. Okay, so while these seven habits are going to be helpful, uh, they're not designed to dismantle overwhelm in your life. So one more last plug and I'm done. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so these are some things that I really see uh, when I work with people and I was like okay what can I share with you for you to like really be aware of and if you do these I invite you to really put your intention on interrupting these habits that do not help you and create a new habit So I'm going to give you an alternative. I've got some habits that don't work and habits that you can create. So number one is to compare like as an old habit that many people have of comparing themselves to others around them. It doesn't work. And, you know, I have worked with a lot of women where the comparison, it's just, it really is a trap. And, you know, I say there's no cheese down that tunnel, girl. Don't go there. Now, what can you do? Well, you could do two things instead of comparing yourself to the people or with the people around you is you can really look for yourself like, what is it about me that makes me, me that makes you unique because you are uniquely you, you are, you are enough and you don't need to be like anyone else. Okay, now I will say one other thing. I think that there is a healthy form of comparison. And I've shared this example. There's other business owners that are highly successful that do things that are very similar to the kind of work that I do. And I find that having conversations with them, kind of picking their brains, see how they do things, and, and then me comparing what I'm doing to what they're doing in a healthful, constructive manner, it can be really good. It's kind of like iron sharpening iron, okay? Now, it took me a lot of years to have a healthy self-esteem for myself to be able to do that. You know, I I was always like, oh, I'm not good enough, and just all this negative stuff that wasn't even true, okay? So that's the first habit. The second one is shouldering the responsibility for everything. I, I have some sisters in my life. They're not my literal sisters, but women I know where everything has to be on them. And that is a habit that will stress you out. And if you are one of those women, you know what I mean. And a new habit that you could really take on building is learning how to delegate and look, Oh man, you know, this has been one, all, these are, all of these are also things I've struggled with. <laughs> Maybe just one or two I haven't, but most of them I have. And I'm like on the other side of it. So I'm like, oh, I totally remember what that was like. I really do. But, you know, I used to think no one can do it like me. And here's one thing that I learned when I started to delegate. I learned that sometimes people can take what I thought was perfect and do it better than I, than I do. And it's been really cool to be able to give things away to people. And then there's some things where it's, you know, I have some examples. I'm not going to share them. But some things that maybe people don't do exactly how I would want them to be done. But, I mean, it works. It's okay. (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be Vanessa's way. It really, really doesn't. So if that is you, my friend, repeat after me. It does not have to to be my way. It is okay to turn something over and see how people take on what you're giving them and see how they create it and how they do it. It's okay. The third habit is tracking who disappoints you. You know that one friend those people who hurt your feelings they might have offended you and you're keeping score that's a ha- a habit it's re- it just it's really unproductive and it doesn't work and it leads to stress now sometimes people come in and out of our life it happens okay but what you could do is look for the people that you really know you can count on. And sometimes people in our lives, that they, like our friendscape, you know, landscape, <laughs> friendscape changes a little. That's okay. That's a part of life. But it's the keeping track part that creates stress. Sometimes you just got to really let it go. And if there's something unresolved between you and someone, I think nine out of 10 women I know, they don't want to talk about it. They just find a way to, oh, it's okay, I don't have to. There is so much power and courage in having a tough conversation with someone that you really want to have. And those tough conversations are hard when they're with people that we really care about. And what's on the other side of it is freedom and peace and a restored uh, affinity a lot of times and completion. Like it's resolved. So if you are someone who you know deep in your heart you're keeping track, I invite you to really change that habit because it doesn't serve you. The next habit that can lead to stress is, and we're kind of going in a different direction here, but it's Constantly checking your phone. I man, I have really struggled with this, especially running a, a business online. All of my business is online. And when I first started, I mean, I was constantly on my phone. And it's like I never had a break from work. And maybe you don't have a business online, but you're always on your phone. The downside is the more you're on your phone, you're not present in your life. The people in your life, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, you. Having time just for you to take care of yourself, to have some fun, to go exercise, to watch a movie. So how much time do you spend on your phone? And I really invite you to create a practice of taking intentional breaks okay Uh, here's a really great example when you're with your friends and family don't have your phone on you and it's wild because you know i go out with my kids my grandkids and my grandkids are really big about do not be on the phone when you're with us they if i'm on my phone with my grandkids they will tell me "Gigi, please put that away I don't know where they got it from. I've never asked my son, but they really don't like for me to be on my phone. So they've trained me. I don't, it's normal for me. I don't really struggle with that. But when we go out, a lot of times, like I'll be just happen to notice and like there maybe will be like a family and everybody's on their phone looking down. And it just seems like that's more common nowadays, you know? The downside is when we're on our phone, we're not present with people in real life, which is where life is happening. So I really invite you to take intentional breaks. Okay. Now, the next habit that leads to stress is shopping. <laughs> Online shopping. And I know you'd be like, Venice, you went there. I'm going there, girl. I am. Sometimes shopping satisfies something in us and it can satisfy something. And the thing about shopping is we spend a lot of money and a lot of times it's money that we could use for other things. So you just want to really look for yourself when you shop. What is your motivation? Is it to fill something like a need or a desire for something? And I don't know the answer to that. Only you do. What you could do is you could look for non-material joy. Like getting joy from something that doesn't involve shopping or something material. I love experiencing joy with my grandkids. We go to the park. We play soccer. We do play on the swings. Just having little goofy moments with my husband You know, really creating experiences where we get to feel connected and experience joy. Okay. The next is, I've got two more, and that's overthinking. Overthinking is um, a real challenge that I found that, you know, a lot of the women that I work with, they have. It's like, just not sure what if, if I mess it up, like there's all kinds of, self-doubt you know uncertainty I'm not gonna what if it doesn't go right like a whole slew of things and you know what you could do instead of that habit is you could focus on what you can do you know you could what can I do right now you know One of the things I do is if I get into overthinking, I'll give myself a deadline. Like, okay, you need to have a decision by this day. Take some time to think about it and you're going to decide on this day. And I've actually been practicing doing that for a while and I found that it really has helped me to be more decisive. The other thing is I've really practiced for several years trusting my gut. And there's some times where I make a decisive, like a decision and it wasn't the best one and I learned from it, but really practicing, like I'm shutting the overthinking down and I'm making a decisive choice right now. So how I invite you to look for yourself. If you struggle with overthinking, how can you interrupt it and then make a decisive choice for yourself? What what, what could that look like for you? Okay. The last one is, and this is huge, is holding on to to offense. I've talked about this in the past. Um, When we hold on to regret, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, resentment, it literally, it affects us. It does not go away. And, you know, a lot of times when I talk to women, it's like they think that if they don't say anything, nothing's going to happen. That's not how it works. It does not work that way. It will affect you. It will stress you out, even if you're not consciously aware of it. It's like there's something in your space. There's something there for you. So the habit would be to one of two things. Make it a habit to have conversations with people when you have an issue with someone. And it may be you need some coaching on how to do that. That's why I love our free life coaching group, the new you, uh, hashtag new you group. Because it really is a place where women are practicing all sorts of things. Having tough conversations is one of them. So you could either learn how to really have tough conversations where you might feel uncomfortable. But what's on the other side of it is... Less stress. Or you could really choose to truly let it go. Like let go of the unforgiveness. Let go of the resentment. Let go of the anger. Let it go. Because if you don't, it's going to stress you out. Bottom line. So you get to choose, my friend. It's on you. Now, I really wanted to share these habits because these are things, you know, that I've seen over the years that are very common. And a lot of experiencing less stress involves learning new ways. There's the old way and there's learning a new way. And I invite you to really commit to like, you know, practicing creating new ways for yourself. What does it make available for you? How will it impact your life to learn new ways? Well, in this conversation, you'll have less stress. (laughs) Like, bottom line. Even if you took one of these, and I'll put these in the episode notes, okay? It will make a difference for you. Take one on and really practice it. And I promise it will make a difference for you. So, all right, my friend, please remember my online class. I want to see you there. Grab your seat as soon as possible. I'll talk to you later. Bye.